0: Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday parenting utilizes face-to-face, unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. Today's episode is sponsored by Jabber Dogs. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At JabberDogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Maschick can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, JabberDogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit JabberDogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot In today's episode, we reconnect with Sylvia and Adam from our first episode. This time, Marybeth visits them at home so she can meet their daughter, Ava, and Ava's grandmother, Alexandra. They're all living in Alexandra's house temporarily, as Sylvia and Adam wait for their new home to complete construction.
1: Welcome! Hi! Hi! First I've
0: seen you all for a couple a couple weeks. Uh, yes!
1: Just wanted to get an update of how things are going in your home. I've got a lap full of dolls. <laughs> I've met Ava. Right, Miss Ava? We put some shoes on a doll, and I met your dog, and mm-hmm. I met. Alexandra. Alexandra, which is a grandma in the home. The grandma in the home. The, 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 the one and only.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Adam's here. So tell me a little bit what's going on. What's, what, since last time we met, what were some things that you maybe tried, worked on? You haven't moved yet. No. We're <laughs> working on that still. House still in the practice. process,
3: yes. Things have definitely been better the tips that you gave us has definitely helped and it also helped shift our focus adam had surgery and so he was in the hospital for almost a week and ava did great with that change and you know with us going to visit adam in the hospital every day adam not being home But she she managed it really well. It wasn't until Adam got home that it was very similar to moving into here with the tantrums, and it all came flooding back and was extremely familiar. But, and Adam and I both spoke about this, that we felt like from meeting with you guys and everything that you gave us, all of those tools, it helped us get through that period much more quickly. Mm-hmm. So it didn't disappear, but at least for us, we could identify it. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
3: Yeah. And rather than falling into it and feeling like we were in a pit, yes, <laughs> we were able to yeah. you kept, manage You, you kept it. your heads
1: above the water and yeah. actually were able to, to see, see the issue, understand it, right? Exactly. And yeah. then know... And make make attempts for it. It doesn't mean it's it's going to work perfectly every time, but you had some attempts that you, right, that you did.
0: Right, right, exactly. The great part about a home visit is that Marybeth gets to meet and interact with the kids in the home. Ava took to Marybeth right away and interacted with her throughout the session while the grown-ups continued to discuss how things went with Adam after he had back surgery. <gasps> oh, you tried Mama, it. And then when you don't... Get it into the box? Yeah. Then you don't say woo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so you don't
1: say woohoo if you don't get in the box. Oh. Okay, I won't say woo. Woo you got one in the box. <laughs> woo <"Woo-hoo!" laughs> Oh <Uh-oh. laughs>
2: so close. <laughs> I got try again.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. So that was a fun game you played with Daddy at the hospital? Yeah. Well that's how you play was Dad, Daddy able to play too? Yeah, we played in bed.
0: It was interesting, when, when she got there, I noticed that she was scared because I'm um, hooked up to all the of machines, yeah. and, and her eyes were like, wow. And she kind of took a step back and held Sylvia a little tighter. I said, And I forget, I made a joke or something. It was like, like, everything is just fine. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, she just got over it, just didn't make a thing about it. She was curious about how the whole thing works. And then she saw all the attention, and then she wanted to help. And now she's, she doesn't <laughs> let me bend, lift, or twist. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, she's, she, she knows the role. She, she saw, which I, I love the idea that you took her to the hospital. I really love children to be a part of real life. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. It's so hard yeah. to do that because you have to deal with all the emotions. and Yeah. All, but... For her to see you, to have that true understanding of what you went through, uh-huh. has helped her to understand here how to care for you. Yes. Because she understands that you were being cared for by the doctors and the hospital yeah. and the nurses and all those good things. And so her job here is to also help take care of you. And yes, she can put those two together, but if she, if she didn't see you in the hospital, that really would have been a hard connection for her, to to for be, sure. and yeah. the frustration would have been higher when you got home, not truly understanding. So but you gave her that, that visual piece, the and that understanding, get- and you gave her a chance to process that and to really look at it.
3: Well, it's nice to hear that. I guess, especially as new parents, you kind of wonder, like, what is appropriate you to expose them you to too. and what isn't. and. It's like Adam said we knew that it was going to be scary especially because in the beginning yeah he was in a lot of pain yeah. he was not himself yeah of course but for us it was just I think also because we're so tight knit all of us yes yeah we didn't know how else to navigate through it the
1: possibility not to bring her to see yeah. Daddy. and that's real life Seeing someone ill and experiencing that, seeing someone going through, through a, a death or, or a birth, are all so important because these are real-life pieces that give information to our children. But the, the wonderful thing is that you were able to be with her during that time. You were able to work through it with her. Versus, That's let's important. say she saw a traumatic event when someone got hurt on the street. Now in her memory, she knows when they say, let's get an ambulance, let's take this person yeah. to the hospital for care, she now has that working memory of how that looks like and what to do. So she's better prepared now to handle to seeing something like that because she knows the care and where she'll go and where that person will go to get care. So now she has that memory of it. Okay. So that's the beauty of it because we show them things in a in a nurturing way, in a supportive way, right right and work her through it. Now her working memory is now st- there. She's yeah. got it now.
3: Yeah,
1: she's got it now. She has that memory. Okay. And so when she sees something now, she'll be able to build on that. That's why I love children to be involved with seeing these things, seeing yeah. everyday pieces. It is frightening to think what, they, what are they seeing. But she immediately went right. She saw her father hooked up and all these things around him, all from the hospital. But she went right to you, held your hand,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you supported her and, and, and educated her. And she learned about how daddy was being taken care of.
2: She would climb in bed with Adam yes. and actually take care of him. Yeah. Like doing things for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The she other day I was sick she and she bought the thermometer Ooh. and took my fever. <laughs> because but we all have been sick together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she learned. And she learned just by being in this family, but then it was reinforced out in the community, out in the world. Like, we take care design. of people. No matter how sick they are. No matter how tired they might be, we take care of people. And that's what she's learned. And she's learned it here, and then now she's learned it out in the world. And she's going to learn it at her preschool. She's going to learn it when someone gets hurt. She's going to watch the teachers take care of someone else. And she's going to start picking up on that. And she's going to say, I'm empathetic. I know how to take care of people too. I do it at home. Let me take you, let me walk you to the teacher. Let me go help you get a washcloth to walk. She will do all that now because you're building upon that empathy piece. And you're giving a really great baseline of, of information and experience. It's all the experience.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, that was great. I truly, I truly, truly validate and, and believe children being involved with all that, with, okay. with
0: real-life situations, for sure, yeah. The family is living with Ava's grandma while they wait for their new house to be completed. When Ava is having a hard time, she often asks for grandma. Alexandra doesn't want to step on the toes of the parents, but she doesn't want to reject Ava.
2: She's not feeling well. Yeah, and she's sucking up. And of course, oh. a mom and dad have to oh, uh, make sure that she's doing what she's supposed to do: yeah. brush teeth, <coughs> brush hair, go pee, yeah. and, you know pajamas, I go to mind. bed, and all that. And there are times that she doesn't want to do that because it's not time for her. She wants to continue playing and all that. Because I am here and I am part of her life right now, Mm -hmm. she calls my name. And for me, it's very difficult. I do not interfere because I have to let them bring out the girls the way that they want to bring them. But for me... I keep thinking that she's here. It's not that she's living someplace else, mm-hmm. and she's asking me to come and re- and rescue her. Or do you think? Yeah. Or well, That's or or did that's just, that's what it is. That's it what is. it is. What she's doing. Yeah. is manipulating yes. like all kids do. <laughs> yes, and right. I really understand that. Yeah. 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 I mean we are master manipulators
1: right. when we were little <laughs> babies. Right. well we're good we're so. good later too. I don't know. I don't know about you but
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when some of You're us right. lose that. <laughs> but you see in these instances because I understand the situation, you know, and and I know what they want. So, in my opinion, if I go there and I said, listen, this is what we need to do and all that, but I'm there because, and and I reinforce what mom and dad are doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I just take over because she's going to come down. In the meantime, because they, they are handling the situation, I don't appear. I don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. the screaming, the crying, and all that, in my opinion, just take longer.
1: If you don't, if you. If, if
2: I go there, I think, if, first of all, this, the screaming, crying, and all that is going to stop because yes. she got what she wants. Oh. It's only that from me, it's going to hear exactly what she's already hearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's coming from a person that she's calling for. Okay. And I know that she doesn't need me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. But for me, the fact that maybe she's going to remember Mm. that when in this stressful time, in this stressful moment, I was calling.
1: And you did not And
2: I did not come. yeah. Okay. And I know that those kind of things make an impression of kids. Okay, I hear, because you. I hear you. I was brought up with my grandmother, oh, okay. who was the mother of my mother. Got it. So I have three parents. And when my mom and my dad did, got in whatever with us, we always have the third party to mm-hmm. go to. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother did the same thing. He cuddled us, he embraces us, and all that, and he says, go and do what your mom and dad are telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she cuddled us. We always felt that we have that extra person that if I have no friends in the world, I got have a refuge. Got it, got and it. And right now, I really cannot do that.
1: Okay. There is a way that you can. So is this something within? So I need to kind of know how the family dynamics is. I'm walking into a... A third dynamic sure. here. So, so what, what has been the guidelines? For? So
3: the setup, like I, I spoke of earlier when she was sick last week, we had some, some episodes. And so she gets very upset. She doesn't like what Adam and I are yeah. trying to do. And okay. so when she gets in that space, what our routine is is we will go to her room and we will... Because he's home, you know, we're both in her room with her waiting for her to calm down. But she's screaming and yelling. And so then she gets to a point where then she realizes she's not going to get out of it. She needs to go through it, but she doesn't want to. So she starts screaming for grandma. And we have spoken and... Our opinion is, Adam and my opinion is, is because this is only a temporary situation, Mm -hmm. we would prefer to not establish a situation where grandma is, you know, the refuge Mm -hmm. through the moment and try and learn how to get through that moment without her.
2: Okay. All right. All right, yeah, so. But I'm not going to be in in living with her all the time. I understand.
1: Yeah,
3: I understand that it is just how it is right now. But that's why we're trying to lay the groundwork of because I know that you know that behavior. It's it's going to happen when it's just the three yeah. of us instead of the four but, of and yeah. us. and I and I think
1: I think like, what I hear from Grandma and which is a really valid point is, um, in this home environment where you are currently, what what you're thinking about is. The next step, Yes. A- and what and what Ava yes. and what Grandma they they're they're thinking they, of right now. They, yeah, they're here yes. now. They're yes. here now. Absolutely. And I think that has to be really taken into consideration because what Grandma, you know, talking about her childhood and what her upbringing and that refuge, and then and then Ava, I totally get what Ava's. We know what she's doing, and Grandma's totally yeah. We're all aware, so you're all in the same understanding of what's going on. So the idea when Ava does call for grandma, here's a recommendation, here's here's a thought, that when Ava does call grandma in, if you're all home and she's here and she does call grandma into the picture, it would be... Because I I can pretty much guarantee that grandma respects your parenting so much that when she walks into that room, she is not going to disrespect your parenting choices in the sense of just being there. But what she will provide... Is that third person that will actually support you in what you're doing? Because mm-hmm. her coming in is going to give it that one more person that says, "You got this, parents. You are doing the right thing. I'm here also, and I believe in what you're doing." That to me is a beautiful okay. triad that could be reinforced for Ava to see that everybody is respecting and everybody's following but what's happening right here in this home today and and is that grandma and Ava's world represents that yeah. that connection that peace that she right. wants here right. because this is the here and now right and, and and your your parenting is now i'm worried about what's coming up next
3: right yeah, and
1: and it's here and now right now live here and now and let them build let her let let Ava see that grandma once again, through living it through, just sure. like the hospital. Sure. Living it through sees that she supports and loves your parenting. Okay. And that, when you do move, is going to be so powerful. Okay. Because she's going to see that, that, you know, even though I'm at Grandma's house, we all still were on the same understanding of how we're going to take care of. Okay. It really is okay that Grandma were to come in. So, Grandma, when you come into that room and Ava's calling you, when Ava's calling you and you say... Oh, Grandma, I want, Grandma. You say, Ava, I'm coming, and I will stand, and I will stand by, and what do I want you to do when you walk in is touch Sylvia, touch Adam on the back and say, you got this. I'm here. Come here, Ava, let me give you a hug and give you the strength because your parents are doing the right thing, and you need to show that okay. by just touching him on the back and say, you got this. But Go it's that it's that one more piece, and children, they do. They, they, they like to bring in all the resources <laughs> yeah. in their community, right? To, and it is a manipulation thing, but it's also an important piece for her to gather, to gather the masses, to gather the crowd to support me. And, it, and, and that support, and Grandma, you might walk in and disagree with what they're doing, and it doesn't matter. Your voice, you're not there to disagree. You're just there to be the support for that system and that's what she sees by you all living here, you're all supporting each other. And so it would be a natural piece for her to want to draw grandma or the dog or the dolls. Or the, you know. You see, I also think that once
2: they are in their own home, visually, I'm not going to be there. Exactly,
1: And so it won't be a, yeah.
2: It might stop.
1: Well, but I I can give you a situation though. So I, I deal with a lot of divorced families, who they go through divorces right. and the parents separate out, right? And the the children are with the mom one night, you know, for their weeknight sleeping, and they want they get comp yeah. they get emotional and they want to call out. I want dad here. Call dad. I want dad here. I don't like all these rules. I want dad here. Yeah. Okay, this is the same idea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can't. Dad's not there right now. So if that you know, when it gets to that, she is going to do that at the other house. I want grandma. 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 I want grandma to hold me once again, it's one of those great times to say, you know what, acknowledge that you loved when grandma held you, that felt that was a good feeling for you, right? We can't have that right now because grandma's at her home, but I want to go to grandma's home. I want to go, I want to go to daddy's home, whatever it is. You know, right now we're getting ready for sleep and I can see it's really nothing about grandma or daddy. It's about the, the feelings and emotions right then. And I'm feeling overwhelmed and sad and I don't know what to do with those feelings. And so we know how to pull in, right, Mm -hmm. that other person to hopefully that that person will change all those feelings. Those person will magically make them go away. And that's what that represents right now is that one piece. And I would much rather her learn that right now about how grandma doesn't magically take those feelings away. Grandma doesn't come in and change. Right, the which, dynamics. Was,
3: which was my exact yeah. thinking of exactly. keeping her out of it. Exactly. But I, I understand but you can what you Yeah,
1: and the same yeah. thing with that divorce right. thing. Daddy's not going to come in and magically change the rules here at this house. The rules are the rules of the rules. Mm-hmm. It's not the rules, it's your feelings and you're feeling overwhelmed right now. And that's what she, that's what you're working on at that right. moment, is trying to make that work for everybody. Would you
2: recommend once they are in their own house and there is a situation and Eva start? calling and she knows that I'm not there so mm-hmm. she's not going to say start screaming come over here and all that. Yeah. But she's going to say how you said, well call or, or yeah, exactly. ask exactly. her to come and all that. Yeah. What if she says call her?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What what is good for them to say yeah no?
1: Well you know it, that once again that's, what's, that's what happens with these families too it's like call daddy call well I, at that moment i don't like the child to have that ultimate power where they start saying well I, i'm not going to calm down unless you call daddy right, you know right. no it's it's you know what i can see you really want to talk to daddy and you really want so we're going to make sure that you have time let's say it's the next day or in 2 hours or 3 hours i'm going to make sure i'm going to go make that call later today or tomorrow and we'll make sure that you have some time to talk to grandma Sounds like you really want to talk to Grandma and you really want to and spend some time with her. That's what it sounds. Like. You know, that's the interpretation you would get. Okay. And, and then you will deal with those emotions or with that of, you know, how she wants to. I want. I want to call Grandma. I want to call Grandma. I want to. Well, Grandma is. You know, we don't know where Grandma is right now, and we're not living okay. with her right now. And she. So might. you
3: want to work through the moment first, yes. and then.
1: And then make I the see. arrangements sure. for a positive, not an emotional react and not an emotional connection with grandma but a positive you know and then once things calm down you can say you know what let's work that out so you do it sounds like you are thinking about grandma okay so let's work that out so maybe we could set up a time we tomorrow we can call grandma if it's a distance you know or we can stop by and see grandma maybe you know what grandma might like us to come in and and see you know maybe bring some flowers or something for her you know, but that, okay. that you can still, there's a, there's a grandma need there. Yeah. You know, there's a grandma. So when a child reaches out, um, for another parent or for a grandparent in that moment of, um, of turmoil, we kind of ex- acknowledge that too. It isn't, they're using it as a sheer manipulation. They are, but there's also a baseline there too, that they yeah. might, they might need some reconnection with that person.
3: Well, and I have a feeling that if we start which we will, but so the next time that it happens and she starts calling for mom, I have a feeling that once we start incorporating that, she'll probably stop because she. the reason why she's calling is because she, so our bedrooms are located on opposite sides of the house. Mm-hmm. So when she's calling for mom, really what it is is she wants to leave her room. Of course. And so she wants to run to the other side no, of the room. That's right, but we're not,
1: not going to have Grandma come. So
3: Grandma is going to come and be in the room with us yeah, and, and yeah. stay with us sure. and go through the moment with us. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. I know, I, I know the system. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and yeah. you know they are really great because after they work with with Eva, they do. Yeah. So they do, I know, I I know they do. (laughs) uh, So after a while and they are both there. So after a while and after talking and all that, Eva comes down and goes to sleep and everything is okay. So is they they walk through it. So Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. know that when visually I'm not there, Mm -hmm. they can't and if she's that calling for me, yeah. I know how they are going to work
1: it because they are doing it right, all right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, 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 so adding you in there really is, you know, it, it is, it, we all know in this room, it is a manipulation. We all know it. And it's not It's not one we're going to, you know, agree, oh, grandma, grandma, you know, well, okay, well, grandma's going to come in here. And, and then the minute you walk in, you just have to clarify that you're here to support the parents. I, I, I can see you are all working, you're all having a hard time, whatever it is. You are working on this. I'm here. I will give you a hug yeah. and a kiss. And I completely believe in what your parent, you know, you don't have to say that, but, the, you know, just support them yeah, in that yeah. process. And then that manipulation just
3: okay.
1: is gone. We'll that, that. that piece we'll of that. the puzzle is gone. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yes,
3: ma'am. Because
1: it's here and now. Right. Here and now.
3: Well, I definitely like the idea of allowing her to be there, but she's entering our space. Exactly versus running out of You know, and it's it's something that you're it's like, why didn't we think of that? But because we always said no, because, because get, it was because always it, her going into grandma's well, space.
1: Because we get stuck in our control yeah. Again. We do. We get very stuck with what yeah. we can protect and control. And if we can do that, then we think it's gonna be okay, but we forget the very there's variables of life.
3: Yeah.
1: There are real variables of life, such as grandma, such as someone getting sick, going to the hospital, there's variables to everything. And we get so, so stuck and rigid in our ways that we forget to live. And we have to realize, too, that that your relationship with with your granddaughter is different than her parents' relationship, and that's how it it should be. And yes, you all have the basic understandings, but there are differences, too. When you yeah. have her by yourself, and that's yeah. beautiful too, because it can be a lot more permissive. <laughs> once again, that's real life. Yes, you can be more permissive. permissive. I give you permission to be more permissive. That's that's your. You won that. You have won that in the in the grandparent lottery.
0: <laughs> Ava's behavior goes downhill when she's sick or not feeling well, and her parents want to help Ava express how she is feeling.
3: See, the thing is, is that she's not great at explaining. How she's feeling when she's not feeling well. Okay. okay. So it's hard for us to identify it when we're
1: in, in it. Okay. Because right. it's just. Right, so let's look at that because that's something you can do a lot of because we're not constantly sick. These are just colds that she right, gets and things. Right. What I like to get children and and to download off <laughs> Google images. Is an emotional chart. It's a how, how are you feeling today kind of chart. Yeah, we
3: we know it from the hospital. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You do know it from the hospital. There yeah. and, and for the children, it makes they make a little bit bigger one where it kind of okay. really goes into more emotions. Okay. Right now, at her age, this is where we should be. We should be really identifying emotions. Okay. And and learning about them. Okay. So I think the more education you can do hold about down. that would be great hold because down. that's just I only get, when we're feeling great, right? To start understanding. So when she isn't feeling well. She can, like you did, right, point to this chart of the hospital that says, this is my pain today, this is how I'm feeling. She can also, and you could hang out in the refrigerator, which, you know, add that to her repertoire of feelings. Okay. She'll be able to visually see the face that goes with I it and that. then have the understanding in her mind of what I feel. And when I feel that way, this is, it's not just how I feel, but when I feel this way, this is what I need. This is what helps me. So when I'm feeling like my tummy's upset, And it really is hurting. Just I'm feeling kind of sad. I'm feeling kind of I just don't feel good. I'm feeling miserable. When I feel that way, mom and dad, it would be really helpful if I could, when I'm sitting on the toilet, if you could just read me a story while I'm sitting on the toilet. That would help me. We have to start connecting those things together. Okay. This is what we should be doing at this age. This is what we do do at this age. This is what we do from now until about age 10. Okay. We do a lot of identifying emotions and feelings. Okay. This is the moment, this is the time right. when we do have to do it. And yeah. the problem with our, once again, with our society and with our world is we're not doing enough of that. And that's that emotional piece, um, yeah. emotional IQ, what they call it. it. It just helps. It helps for them to have that understanding of what, how I feel, what it looks like, and what I need. So go to that next piece so she can start building that repertoire of, you know, and she already has it because she already knows dad's hurt what he needs is not to bend not to pick up she's already putting that together already okay now you can take that knowledge that she has about dad so the next time she is sick remember when dad was sick we learned what to do to help dad okay what can we do to learn to help you when you are sick when you are feeling because we don't need to go to the screaming and the tantrums yeah to get what you need right we just need to be able to say it and so th- that's what she's learned though she's learned that just to go to the screaming and yelling because it's far more productive. She doesn't really understand yeah. how else to do it. so yeah. we're going to teach her how okay. else to do it. Um, but yeah, there's some great feelings charts out there that are just, you just download them and they're accessible.
3: Okay, yep. we'll do that. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. The and other the other thing is is the is the poo poo. That she got from school now. Uh huh. Now it's everything is poo poo.
1: Yeah. Uh
3: huh. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the words we learn, right? The words we learn. So if there's words that are repetitive and you don't, and they're not, you're not enjoying them. You know, if they're repetitive, they're using them over and over again, like in one sentence. Yeah. You say it sounds like you really are trying out some new words right now, and those are words yeah. that we don't really want to hear as adults. Okay. Because we don't enjoy them, okay. but you can say them. Oh. But those are words that you can say in your room or you can stay in the bathroom. So if you wanna go say those words and repeat them over and over again, why don't you just head to your room, head to the bathroom and go say them all you want. But out here with your family, those are words we just don't wanna hear anymore as adults. We've heard them and we know what they mean. It's more of a, a, a just wanting to say them in their mouth. It's like that, they just come out of my mouth, and I just want. That's to say what I was them.
3: saying. I don't like. I don't even think that j- half the time when she says it, she says it because of its meaning. She says it because it just it just like, comes out. It, it just comes out. like it's a fun. It's yeah. just like crackle. You know, yeah. it's like one of those words <laughs> that you're like, it's yeah. fun to say. Yeah, I don't know. If you
1: think about the first words that our children learned, right? My my child' first word was bra. It's like great. <laughs> <laughs> that was appropriate in, in weird places. You know. That was the word that she loved, and she she said that a lot because it was really she liked saying brah 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 brah. <laughs> okay, so you know as right. a baby, that's what that's what they liked, and yeah. so I, we didn't give a lot of attention to it. People did laugh hysterically, but it, they weren't putting that together at that age. Yeah. But now she can. Now she's getting. Now she's going to start getting energy from it. You know, when I say something, I'm going to say oh poo poo. And everyone's like, ah! But that one word, when they say it, just ignore it. But if they keep on repeating it yeah. and trying to get you to get riled, yeah, just say it sounds like you really want to practice that word. Go. Go ahead. Okay. I, I I, don't have to listen to it. Just go. Go and do it in the bathroom or bedroom. Say it all you want. Okay. And But if it's that one time, you just kind of let it go. Okay. And how hard it is, though, to let it go. Because when they walk by, oh, poo-poo. Well, we say things, too, that aren't always appropriate. But sure. She, it could be worse on that one, but <laughs> she's just trying that word out. Okay. And it is. It's part of the preschool repertoire. They bring home all these great ideas, great words, <laughs> great germs. Oh, all these things that come home from putting them in a social environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was of- a
3: hard adjustment for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, oh,
3: yeah, we're doing this so that she...
1: Can get a new vocabulary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. (laughs) We can be sick nonstop. Sick nonstop, too. Yeah. I found something This episode has been a really uh, interesting piece. We have four segments of this episode with Sylvia and Adam and Ava. And first of all, I want to say how much fun it was to meet Ava and enjoy getting to know her and getting to know Grandma really was very interesting how it all kind of came back to empathy. How we are helping our children learn to be empathetic human beings by experiencing real-life moments. And I said it over and over again in the first segment about building empathy and experiencing life and giving Ava that chance to see her father in pain or uh, after a surgery and being taken care of, and what she learned about that and how she learned how to be empathetic and understand the needs that the father would need to be taken care of. Segment two, once again, Grandma wanted to be part of this family in the sense that she wanted to make sure that her granddaughter experienced true connection and true feelings, that Grandma is here, I'm here at this home, you're in my home, when you need me, I'll be there And then there was the whole idea of how we could help the grandparents and the parents work together to help Ava through certain situations that might be challenging and understand the difference between manipulation and the true needs of a child. And once again, it's it's slowing the process down. It's giving the child a chance to express what they need and want and understand the need and want of the grandparent involved here. Who also had feelings and thoughts and needs that needed to be met, also. So I thought that was a nice compromise and understanding from everybody of what could be done and how to help work through that segment. And then we have the last two, which was expressing our feelings and emotions and how to understand them. You know, understand how I feel, understand what the need is when I do feel that way. And the idea that. Our children get so stuck in having to have a tantrum or having a meltdown over an idea or a concept or a feeling that they might have or an emotion. And when we see our children getting stuck in that way of communication, we do need to stop and help them and teach them how to express their self appropriately. It isn't during that time of the tantrum, it's that time after the tantrum or a day or a week or hours later and and talk about, so you were feeling this way, what is it that you need when you feel that way? And then that helps everyone understand that bit. The last segment was, once again, being empathetic to a child who wants to experiment with the language and try new words out, new words that their friends are using at school, poo-poo and all those great words that come home, and, and being empathetic to understand that the children are just experimenting, they're just trying things out, they're learning new things, Give them the space to do that. Give them the space that works for you. And don't give a lot of energy to it. If we give a lot of energy to it, then it becomes a tool that the children use to get our attention. So let the child learn. Try things out in a safe environment. And that means let them go to their room, go to the bathroom, and try those words out. And just let them be. They will soon not get energy and attention from it, and they'll let that stuff kind of go. But once again, all these segments that we talked about with the family, we're really focusing on living with our children, taking time to listen to our children, really living, living in the moment, living and building empathy about what it means to experience every part of
0: life. Okay, so we have a question from the Facebook group. One woman is asking any advice on sunscreen application. My son, age four, consistently yells and runs away when we try to apply sunscreen, which we do every morning. He recently told me, I don't like the touch sense of that. I'm skeptical of spray on sunscreen. We have very fair skin and a family history of skin cancer, so I don't trust that the spray application is thorough enough. At his recent checkup, the doctor gave him all the reasons it's so important to put on the sunscreen but reminding him of that conversation gets only a small improvement in attitude. I would appreciate any ideas on how to avoid the sunscreen battles. Once again, we have to
1: realize this is not an issue about sunscreen. Um, If a child is avoiding and not wanting to do something, it really comes down to let's empower them, let's... I do like the spray mist sunscreen. It is a much lighter sunscreen. The spray mist, I think, has the same effectiveness, but that's something you have to try out. What I suggest is, number one, make this in a routine of the morning. Put it on that list of things that need to be done, something that you is just part of the daily routine of your child, like brushing teeth. If this is something you put on every single day, then make it part of the day. And give him that checkoff list. Let him be in charge of that checkoff list of things that he's taking care of his body and then give him the chance to apply it himself. You know, the key is to empower him and be in charge of it versus taking control of him. We're teaching him how to put sunscreen on. We're not going to force him to put sunscreen on. So look at it from a teaching standpoint and not a control standpoint. And I really think if you can... Take the time to teach him how to put it on like with a sponge applicator. When I say a sponge applicator, I mean like a makeup sponge. Spray it on there or put the lotion on there and let him learn how to rub it on his body. A lot of times children don't like to touch sunscreen. It has a really, uh, a feeling they don't like, a a sense they don't like. So to give them something to rub it on is really helpful. You can save those sponges in a little bag and for the next time they apply it so you don't have to throw them away every time. And it helps them to spread that sunscreen. I also like to teach children about the natural consequences of not doing something that they may not want to do. So the natural consequences of if he has a a tantrum or doesn't want to put the sunscreen on before he goes to school that day, then the natural consequence would be that when he gets to school, he won't be able to go play outside or play in the water play until he does get that sunscreen on. So natural consequences go really far here for him to understand And it helps him put it in perspective of what he wants to do. And he may not want to put the sunscreen on right now, but the natural consequence would be that when we go someplace, the beach, the school, wherever you're going, that they won't be able to participate in really what they want to do. And sometimes giving him that knowledge the first couple times and giving him the natural consequence, they'll start piecing it together so when they get to the beach or they get to the school and they want to go play in the water, they want to go play in the sand, that brain will start realizing what it needs to do and they'll stop fighting it and realize the natural consequence of putting it on and enjoying their day.
0: Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of Stephen Morell. Join the discussion. Search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook where you can discuss the latest episode, ask for advice, give advice, and posit the question, what would Mary Beth do? You can also reach us at parentingpodcast.com or on Twitter, where our handle is podcastparents or Instagram, where our handle is everydayparentingpodcast. Be sure to check our website for more tips at everydayparentingpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To make sure you catch our next episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you rate us on iTunes. It helps more people find us.